Ladies and gentlemen, it is July 12th, 2018. And once again, you're listening to Films of Fury with Sergeant Fury. I'm your host, Sergeant Fury. Uh, I know that some of you are probably thinking, well, hold on one second. Uh, you already released a podcast on July 12th, 2018. You're absolutely right. Uh, for those who got a chance to listen to it earlier in the uh, afternoon, I was joined by independent wrestler Firework Fox Vineyard, and we discussed uh, in great detail Ant-Man and the Wasp. So right now I am going to do uh, my own segment, my own thing because we're going to cover a couple of different breaking news stories within the world of movies or at least movies that i give two fucks about and we're going to have some fun this evening and the first one the the big one it was announced that on july 10th joaquin phoenix johnny cash himself from walk the line would be playing the joker in a joker origin movie written and directed by todd phillips of hangover fame and this was going to do be a a character retro uh introspective or retrospective or or a, a profile of the character of the joker the origin stories now i i don't have to 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 lie to you individuals the most recent incarnation of the joker as portrayed by jared leto got some mixed reactions from people and i won't you know hesitate to tell you i have my thoughts and i'll give those in a few minutes but this uh appears to be a standalone film separate from the dceu uh, at least that's what we're being told right now because there's already another joker movie that is getting uh worked on as we speak at warner brothers that would include Jared Leto's Joker and also um, continue on with the Suicide Squad Harley Quinn story with Margot Robbie. And even Margot Robbie now has an R-rated Birds of Prey movie coming out, which she's uh, executive producing uh, along with David Ayer. And is it too much joker saturation is there too much emphasis on this character are they going to try and turn the greatest villain of the 20th century literary world into an anti-hero or are they going to try and make him sympathetic are they going to try and turn him face if you want to use some wrestling lingo so i have a couple of thoughts on this First thought has to go back before I even talk about Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal or, or soon to be portrayal of the Joker. Uh, I have to talk about Jared Leto's portrayal. Now there are, I've had this discussion with, with many people. My thoughts are, I didn't mind his portrayal of the Joker. I know that's an unhappy, unpopular sentiment among film goers and among comic book nerds. They looked at it. Um, and just, just spit acid at it from the moment that the initial photo was released of Jared Leto screaming, grabbing his hair with like the purple gloves. And he looked, you saw that he had a grill. You saw all the, the tattoos all over him. Uh, people instantly balked at it. They were like, what the shit is this? Like, this is absolute garbage. However, 
allow me to to give you a different perspective on this because that's what you listen to my podcast for that's what you tune into films of fury on all of your uh podcasting outlets spotify apple podcast as well as uh, anchor.fm and 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 google uh podcasts as well cheap plugs so the reason why I don't mind his representation of the Joker is do realize that ever since the Joker was introduced in Batman issue one. Uh, now, mind you, this is not detective comics in, that he debuted in 1939. This is one full year later when he got his own standalone comic, not just a, a story, you know, the start of some story in uh, detective comics at the time uh, run by national. The first villain in that was the Joker along with Catwoman. So really there were two. And the thing about that Joker is, is you're looking at a parody of what people thought gangsters in a crime ridden city like Chicago would look like. At that time, it was zoot suits and it was the the fedoras and it was the the wool overcoats and the Tommy guns and all of that. So he just wore he was uh, obviously white. Uh, due to the ace chemical dip that they would later explain took place. He had a purple zoot suit, purple wool coat, purple hat. Um, he looked very reminiscent of what Jack Nicholson's Joker would look like in the 1989 Joker uh, Batman movie. And we'll get to that in a second. But he was a parody of what gangsters were supposed to be. Now, through the years, whether it was the the Adam West Batman show or the way he was represented in the comic books where he became either overly jokey and overly campy um, or a, a complete raving psychopath that he became in the eighties. He still maintained kind of that essence of what their representation of a gangster is. So when he finally made the, the transition into movies and we're not talking about the, the Fox Batman movie which was really the pilot for the batman tv show in the 60s when he finally showed up in the form of jack nicholson in batman 1989 if you look at the gangsters that were in that movie once again all jack napier was was a gangster then when he took the the ace chemical dip and he became the joker he once again became a parody of what gangsters were perceived to be in that universe of batman he had the purple zoot suit and all of his gangster um followers all of his his, his goons all had like those leather varsity jackets where he was trying to be over the top at this point he was a, he was the artist he was an over the top uh character he yo know, he was into that modern art you know he was you know going into the art museum where you know Vicky Vale was waiting for Bruce Wayne allegedly for dinner and it was all the ruse but he's going through and he's you know beautifying the art he was the fir world's first fully functioning homicidal artist which is the way he was represented in that. But still, his look, his, perce his perceived exterior was that of a gangster. So then you look at the next time we see the Joker represented on film of any kind uh, is the, the beautiful um, Batman, the animated series representation, the, the Bruce Tim representation. And 
Mark Hamill's Joker, the designs and everything mirrored in some way the Batman 89 universe. But really, once again, the crime bosses that they had in Gotham in this dark deco universe were all representative of that gangster. And once again, he was a parody of the gangsters. You fast forward to 2008 and you have Heath Ledger's Academy Award winning Golden Globe Award winning representation or performance as the Joker. And what once again, what was he? He was a better brand of criminal he you had the gangsters you had michael jai white's gangster who was in the the suit you had the russian uh you had um you know you just got rid of carmine falcone uh from the previous batman uh begins movie and even then it's like the gangsters still were wearing suits they were still trying to be very uh prim and proper even though they were shooting you know uh, assistant district attorneys and all that other stuff and they were still trying to build it as a crime movie a plausible crime movie within this superhero world. So he even makes the comment that when you see him at the beginning of the movie and he's committing the robbery with the school buses, that he doesn't look like the the clean, you know, suit, nice representation of a, a, a criminal that you had until you see him appear in the meeting when he he breaks into the meeting with the vest of grenades and he even makes the comment he's like the suit isn't cheap you bought it because he's trying to look like them he's trying to mirror them he's trying to parody them so then you get to jared leto's joker and in a lot of ways he was mirroring and parodying the gangsters that were in gotham because as oh i think it was um was it common yeah was it common was the gangster that he was meeting in the club with Harley Quinn and he had tattoos all over his face. And if you look at a lot of gangster rap music, you know, you've got, or just hip hop in general nowadays, you have Lil Wayne, you have all of these, I can't even call them rappers. Rap today fucking sucks. I mean, God, I would kill to resurrect Biggie and Tupac for one fucking album, but you get the point. The look of what a quote gangster is, this character clearly took it and just put his own spin on it. But the other thing was, is that he, through his costume changes in the movie, he did reflect the last 20 years, 25 years even uh, of comic books. He looked like he did in The Killing Joke. He looked like he did in Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. He looked like he did in uh, Grant Morrison's um, Batman R.I.P. He, he had some of the reflections from the comic books in his attire but once again people just couldn't get over the look so regardless of where they go with jared leto's joker how are they going to work joaquin phoenix well joaquin phoenix everyone you know there were a lot of people that didn't like the the quote method acting of jared leto with the used condoms and the dead animals and and the gifts that even got will smith reportedly you know reportedly will smith was very pissed off with the actions of jared leto during filming of suicide squad you have a method actor that is similar, but even by his own words, he's admitted that this movie scares the shit out of him because this is not something that you would imagine Joaquin Phoenix would do. Uh, you know, some of the roles that he has played, whether it be Johnny Cash or whether he's in an M. Night Shyamalan movie or, or what have you, he takes these quirky roles and 
or these these roles where you wouldn't exactly necessarily see him in it, and he turns it into gold. What I think is going to come out of this one is for Todd Phillips, who really made his splash with The Hangover, the Joker, the best quote I ever heard about the Joker is, you, the Joker should make you laugh at inappropriate times, and then you should instantly recoil and hate yourself for doing that. And while there's been those moments in a few, uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker with the hand buzzer, Heath Ledger's Joker with the disappearing pencil trick, I'd like to say that, oh, uh, uh, Mark Hamill's Joker in the Laughing Fish episode where the, the patent clerk goes, great Scots. He goes, no, actually, I'm Irish. You're like, huh? oh, um, you look at those those jokes. He's still a comedian. He's still trying to get that last laugh in. And typically the last laugh is when you die. What I would like to see if they could pull it off. If they're just going with a street origin story, let's have the killing joke sans the Barbara Gordon, Detective Gordon, uh, carnival sideshow uh, maze of death, trial of Batman kind of shit that they had in the killing joke. Just show the, the tragic story of the Joker if that's what you want to go for, if you want to go with that route and end the movie with the Joker having taken the dip in the Ace Chemical bath, uh, courtesy of Batman, then fine. It won't be a long movie because really how much can you fit into it? The The Killing Joke was not a, a large graphic novel like Watchmen. Uh, even for the Killing Joke cartoon, they had to add almost 30 minutes of, of this romance story between Batgirl and Batman in order to lead you into the killing joke when Batman first shows up at Arkham Asylum. So, or the crime scene with the dentist that leads him to Arkham Asylum, I should say. Got to get my shit straight or else people are going to like call me out on it. So do I think Joaquin Phoenix can do this role? Absolutely. There's not a question. Do I think Todd Phillips is the right guy to have written and to eventually direct this movie? Absolutely. Uh, is it going to be standalone from what we've understood or are they going to try and weave it in? How are they going to do this? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. It's early reporting still um, that they're doing this, but we'll see. And speaking of reporting, it was also released just a couple days ago that Billy D. Williams is going to reprise his role, switching gears now from the, the, the DC comics universe to the star Wars universe. Uh, Lando Calrissian is coming back for episode nine, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Uh, Han Solo uh, has died at the hands of Kylo Ren. Luke has become one with the Force and will more than likely be a Force ghost in in episode nine. We don't know how they're going to work around the tragic death of Carrie uh, Fisher and the Princess Leia character. But we at least know that the smoothest pimp in the fucking galaxy fucking Lando Calrissian himself is showing the fuck back up in the Star Wars universe, not as Donald Glover, but as Billy D. Williams in, in, in current canon. So my thoughts on this, it's about fucking time. Really, it's about fucking time. I would have loved to have seen him show up in episode eight, but you know, I'll take him in episode nine. And and when I had posted the Hollywood Reporter uh, article, I believe it was Monday, I could be wrong. It could have been Tuesday. Uh, I, you know, I got into a discussion with a couple people. Uh, 
about my thoughts on it. So I'll just give them to you in podcast form. I would love to see this be Finn's father. Uh, as you remember, uh, FN2187, Finn, uh, our, our favorite, our favorite stormtrooper turned uh, rebellion uh, freedom fighter. Uh, he mentions in Maz's bar that he was taken from his, you know, his family as a young child and which made people be like, oh, well, that's kind of shitty. That that fucking sucks. Well, that explains that there's no more clones. And the, they even mentioned that in Force Awakens, you know, going back to clones. But you look at it and you're like, well, holy shit, that's kind of heartbreaking. But people were so obsessed about Ray's parents. I think people smoke and mirror forgot the fuck that Finn's parents, he was taken from them. So where do we go from here? I would love because... It, in chronological order from the way that, that it sounds or the way that it looked with um, Force Awakens slash Last Jedi, the events of the end of events of blowing up Starkiller base happens and then the events of The Last Jedi pick up like maybe a, a less than a day or two after and I'm sure there's going to be someone and please if if you know the exact timeline let me know. But from just the visuals, it looked like literally only a day or so had gone by because, you know, Ray's holding out the lightsaber and then you start Last Jedi and she's holding out the lightsaber. So it might be the same day. So these events happen within a couple days of each other. If they were to do a time jump where it's two or three years later, Ray is a full fledged Jedi. Um, Poe Dameron is a general and he's just rocking shit in a fucking cooler spaceship. And Finn and Rose are like a team where they're going out and they're knocking shit out and they're 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 the resistance is is fighting the first order. What if Lando shows up at the request of of Princess Leia before maybe she passes away and joins the force? They can always work something out that they're going to have to come up with something. J.J. Abrams. And here comes the smoothest pimp in the galaxy being like, yes, you're my son, like. As I, I I don't know how to say this without like trying to mince words. Imagine if you will, you're you're Lando Calrissian. You're the smoothest pimp in the in the galaxy. You're rocking your shit in Cloud City. You're 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 making your money. You're swindling swindlers, and then the Empire shows up, makes a quote deal, and then you, out of loyalty to your friend. And out of loyalty to his girlfriend and Chewbacca, who you've known for, for years, you turn on them. And then you help blow up the second fucking Death Star in the Battle of Endor. Now, imagine, if you will, that's what you're going to have to deal with. First Order comes along and this snot-nosed you know, punk-ass bitch, Kylo Ren, gets all fucking uppity. Well, I can't even say that because he's, he's probably the same age as, as Finn. Maybe. Who knows? But anyway, Snoke takes your fucking kid, makes him a stormtrooper or who uh, insert insert evil general like fucking Phasma. Let's have Captain Phasma be the one to, uh, fuck it. She could be old enough. Let's just go with that. Regardless, they take fucking Lando's kid as payback payback for you turning on the fucking empire. There you go. 
I mean, everyone is wound about the axles about who Ray's parents are. That everyone kind of was like, "Oh, who the you know Finn's parents?" They just explained that they took him away. It's like fuck that. He's Lando's kid. Let there be two black dudes in the same universe, for fuck's sake. And now we're going to jump from the DC universe to another universe, which is currently being built very meticulously. Um, and the very first photos of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, have dropped. And and I can't lie to you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this photo, this one photo looks off the charts. It's Godzilla with his head aimed up at the sky, unloading his atomic fire breath with his tail all lit up, just standing in some water. Um, Daughtry, who is the director, uh, you might remember he did Krampus a couple years ago. He's just fucking lighting something up in the, in the sky. I don't know what it is, but he is literally just unloading his fire breath. And I cannot wait for Godzilla 2 and then the inevitable Godzilla versus King Kong to come out. Uh, you know, Michael Daughtry just th this one picture is off the charts. And, you know, if you haven't seen Kong Skull Island spoilers, bitch, um, the last the end credit scene where they show the cave art pictures of Rodan and Mothra and uh, Kaiser Ghidorah and and fucking godzilla and you've got the skulls and like the dead bodies and everything it's like this sets this one photo is got me going and yes we've got comic-con weekend coming up and warner brothers could throw out uh, a mini trailer for us uh, entertainment weekly has released these photos to be absolutely honest uh, just show me godzilla mothra the twins Rodan flying and end it with fucking Ghidorah and like Ghidorah overshadowing all of them. Like make it the destroy all monsters cover and just fuck it. Let it be 45 seconds of that. That's all it has to be. And and have fucking Ken Watanabe be like, let them fight. Fucking beautiful. And of course, this is setting up for Kong, you know, Godzilla versus King Kong. Um and, you know, for those of you who didn't see Kong, Skull Island, another spoiler alert, bitches, although he is about 100 feet tall in that one, they say he's only what would be like a, a early teens for his um, alpha predator species of primate. So I want you to think that movie was set in 73, 74, give or take an hour or two. Um, he has had fucking 40 years plus to grow and to just become massive. And although I'm not a fan of, of this chunky Godzilla, cause I mean, they've got this side profile picture. He looks a little chunky. I'm not going to lie. Godzilla needs to fucking hit a treadmill, but is it going to be an awesome fight? I mean, cause I'm imagining if, if you're thinking of, of giant primates like Titus, the gorilla, um, Yo, he had a giant ass guy. I'm thinking a giant silverback gorilla like he would be. At least give at least give Kong a couple extra pounds to deal with. Don't make him look like fucking furry Brock Lesnar going against, you know, Bastion Booger or some shit like that. Make it kind of evenly weighed out or let Godzilla lose a pound or two. Regardless, this fucking one photo has got me ready for Warner Brothers Monster Universe. Like 
it's 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 chugging along. There hasn't been much released other than, of course, a little bit of cast information. But we know the monsters that are going to be in it, and we know the next fight Godzilla is going to face is against Kong. So, I mean, I I just hope Comic Con weekend Warner Brothers goes here. You go forty seconds, bitches, enjoy it, so I can talk to you guys about that trailer. And now that I've mentioned Godzilla and this coolness that it is um, coming up uh, in a few weeks on this podcast, Films of Fury, available on Anchor.fm and wherever you download your podcasts from, cheap plug number two, uh, will be the King of the Monsters Godzilla panel. That's right. Uh, as I put out on Facebook earlier today, I'm looking for a panel of, yeah, let's go with five, five people, because anything else, and that's just trampling over each other, uh, of Godzilla. Everything about the king of the gaijus, you know, uh, to me, it's, it's, it's long overdue for me to talk about Godzilla in great lengths because everyone remembers Godzilla a little bit differently. Um, but I will say it's absolutely awesome that, that this photos come out, come on, Comic-Con, come on, San Diego, come on, Warner Brothers, give me a fucking trailer. And speaking of other film news, which is recently hit the interwebs as of today, uh, it appears that the Black Widow, um, her movie is finally getting made. They've got a director for the solo Black Widow film. Uh, Kate Shortland has landed the honors and the distinct privilege of directing Marvel's second female endeavor. Uh, of course, we've got Captain Marvel coming out in March. However, uh, Kate Shortland is going to be directing that. She's done a couple of films, Lore, uh, Somersault, Berlin Syndrome. Uh, you know, she's an Australian director. Don't know much about her. Honestly, I'm not going to sit here and try and critique her style. Uh, of directing that's that's honestly not what I'm, I'm i'm paid to do and i don't get paid to do shit but what i can talk to you about is it's about fucking time that black widow and more importantly scarlett johansson got another solo film like this um what was that movie that she did a few years back i you know it had Morgan Freeman in it. She got injected with that shit and she was able to like shape shift and she was super smart. One of you fans are going to tell me that that movie was number one at the box office. Like that should have given Marvel Studios and Disney like a heads up. Like maybe it's time we give Scarlett Johansson, uh, you know, her own movie is Black Widow. Anyone? And kind of just do that awkward look around like anyone, anyone? No? Okay. All right. All right. Whatever, we'll just we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Throw her in at cameos and Captain America movies, and you know she'll take the green zucchini every once in a while. But to me, it's long overdue. It's absolutely long overdue that that we got this going on. And more importantly than that, I think that for for your fan of. Scarlett Johansson and as a fan of the Black Widow character who's grown since she you know, was introduced in Iron Man 1. It is long overdue that her character gets that. I mean, personally, I would I would kill to see Budapest the movie because there was that one little quib between uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow where she's like, this is just like Budapest. And he goes, you and I remember Budapest way differently. And they're in the middle of the Battle of New York and they're joking back and forth like friends would do in, in a shit storm, I guess. Um, but it, long overdue, long overdue. 
And to wrap this up, we're you know, mentioning Hawkeye. I gotta be talk. I gotta talk about Jeremy Renner landing the role of Detective Twitch in the Blumhouse production. Ed Todd McFarlane written and directed Spawn reboot. Holy fuck! What a snag on this one. Now, for those of you who are not fans of Image Comics and the Spawn character, my fucking shame on you. Shame on you. And why we're still friends, I don't know. Shame on you. However, if you did watch the awesome HBO animated series back in the mid-90s, it was way better of a representation of the Spawn character and the Spawn story than was uh, the, the New Line Cinema movie that was released with Michael Jai White and John Lankwazamo, uh, in my opinion. I, I, I'm just throwing my opinion out there. I thought the cartoon was way better. I think they gave it three seasons, but he's going to be playing Detective Twitch. Uh, and if you don't know much about Spawn and the way that they're doing this, according to Todd McFarlane, this is going to be, of course, a very stripped down, uh, a very dark, grim, the way it was supposed to be. Uh, Spawn movie seen through the eyes of Sam and Twitch, who are the detectives who are in, you know, involving themselves in the gruesome murders and all of the crime that's going on in the area of New York City, in the slums, in, in the dirty fucking section of New York where Spawn is hiding. And as we know, uh, Jamie Foxx, uh, Academy Award winning Jamie Foxx, I might add, you know, another feather in the cap for Todd McFarlane for getting him, is going to be playing uh, Al Simmons, a.k.a. Spawn, um, the leader of the the quote leader of the Hell Spawn Army, who, if you don't know much about the comic series, I'm going to give you a quick 10 second thing. Special ops assassin dies, goes to hell, makes a deal with Malbolgia. Please send me back to Earth. I love my wife, Wanda, waits 10 years and then sends him back only under the agreements that he is the general of his Hell's Army and he is Spawn with the super cape and you know, chains and all sorts of fucking necromancy powers. All right, that was more than 10 seconds. But if you weren't sold at necromancy powers and capes, don't fucking go to this movie. And it's going to be a hard R. You know McFarlane is going to go balls out with this film. But just the fact that Jeremy Renner is not only Hawkeye uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but he's, he's now going to be in this awesome Spawn universe. And, you know, there's so many ways you can go. We haven't even, they haven't even announced clown slash violator yet. We don't know if Angela is going to be in this yet. We don't know much more about it. You know, would I like to see those characters involved? Absolutely. But it all depends because everything, according to this, the script is from the perspective of these two detectives who are, who, who are having to investigate all this. I'd like to know who Sam is. Uh, I cannot wait to see what the selection, the casting for it is. But just the two actors that they've announced already, you've got my Thursday night money. And I mean, when I say Thursday night money, that means I'm not waiting for Friday to see people's quote opinions online who've already seen it. Fuck that. I want to be the one to give you my opinion. And when those that movie comes out, you can be goddamn rest assured that I'm going to be giving you my opinion on Anchor.fm from my Jeep. Because that's how I roll, bitches. Okay, so I think I've given you five movies and my thoughts and opinions on them, uh, you know, because I'd like to start giving you weekly updates. And let's face facts. Uh, when it comes to Comic-Con coming up this weekend in San Diego, there's going to be so much knowledge dropping that next week I'm going to give you three podcasts. And in fact, I can start giving you spoilers on podcasts coming up because uh, I have some announcements to make. 
in the near future, along with the Godzilla panel, uh, king of the king of the kaiju, I can announce that I've got four episodes coming up in conjunction with that one that you cannot wait for. Uh, Necrocasticons, smoking Walt Ball, is going to be joining me for... You're going to love this, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's right. We're going to talk about one of the, the best 80s slash 90s action stars, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Some of our favorite films by him, some of our not-so-favorite films by him. Uh, I might talk about the fact when the Green Ranger almost kicked the shit out of him at a Comic-Con. Go, Green Ranger. Go, go. Um, that's coming up. Also, I am going to have a very good friend of mine. Uh, he is the president of the IndyCard Mafia. He is the CEO of IndyCard Media. Uh, Eric Emanon is going to be joining me for The Walking Dead Season 9 Predictions. The trailer is dropping, and this man has been to Woodbury. This man has been to Alexandria. I should know because he, he tried to Facebook Live me to, to ask me if you know, he wanted me to tear the fucking house down, but I told him, hey, I didn't tell him shit. I missed the call. But holy fuck, this is a guy, when I say Walking Dead runs through his veins, it runs through his veins like giant radioactive rubber pants, and I cannot wait to sit down and talk with this man. Also coming up, the mighty Franz Roddy will be sending his well wishes as he and I discuss in the Cowabunga Super awesome teenage mutant ninja turtles fandom podcast he and i are going to discuss all things ninja turtles when we first started uh got into introduced to the ninja turtles our favorite incarnations our favorite movies our least favorite movies what we would like to see out of the new movie which is being rebooted right now to get it out of the michael bay verse thank fucking god and anything in between our favorite action figures fuck uh if you listen to the fox vineyard podcast today and you can still find that on films of fury with sergeant fury where you get your podcasts uh you know that i'm very conversational i want to talk i want to hear what my people have to say so you can imagine that you get you get the mighty franz roddy and you get sergeant fury together the the mighty revenger and you know the first revenger getting together and and just talking shop about ninja turtles you know shit's gonna go down and if you want a teaser of that all you have to do is go to youtube and search masterpiece theater with the teenage mutant ninja turtles and you'll see what's coming and um I can announce this one because it, it just got negotiated today. World of Hurt Wrestling uh, owner and promoter and independent wrestler Shane Alden will be joining me for 90s versus modern Disney animated films. That's right. I get the president of World of Hurt on the line and he and I are going to discuss at great lengths. Uh, 90s Disney movies versus the modern era of Disney movies. That's right. We're going to discuss everything from The Little Mermaid to Tangled, Beauty and the Beast to Moana, The Lion King to uh, what's that one with the with the song there with the girl in the eyes? Oh, yeah. Frozen. We're going to discuss all that. So look for those podcasts coming up pretty shortly, as well as your usual rants, raves and watch alongs. And who knows, maybe coming up soon because uh, today is Thursday the 12th hmm i wonder what that means for tomorrow all right until next time ladies and gentlemen i am your host sergeant fury on films of fury with sergeant fury you can find this uh podcast on 
anchor.fm apple podcast google pod uh google podcast uh spotify uh wherever you get your your podcast you can also look for me to be a contributor on uh, the curtain jerkers and necrocasticon uh, wrestler versus B movie segments. Uh, you can look for them where you get your podcast. Also, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Sergeant Fury. You can also find me on Facebook, Films of Fury, and you can also catch me uh, wrestling for Dynasty Pro Wrestling and World of Hurt. My dates are always being uh, posted on those, as well as taking other future bookings at other promotions. And some of those are super secret, and we don't want to tell anyone because we don't want to let the cat out the bag. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay furious and thank you for downloading this podcast. Sergeant Fury out.